Hello and welcome to The Art of Self-Belief, hosted by me, Estella Edwards. This podcast is about the power of self-belief. What you think about is what you become. And this podcast will teach you how you can overcome the challenges you may face in your life and career. With over 30 years of experience in passionately championing women and diversity in the workplace, it felt only right to create a platform where we can hear from women who excel in their field. And I'll be chatting to them about their triumphs and how they've navigated the obstacles along their path to success. My signature program, The Art of Self-Belief with Estella Edwards, is all about helping women to learn and develop the mindset, skills and tools necessary to lead from within. I celebrate the incredible achievements of women in leadership, covering the wide breadth of intergenerational industry experience. With the help of my inspiring guests, the podcast will shed light on how to implement self-belief in a modern world. So listen out for some key tips, tricks and anecdotes to help you do just that. So let's get started. And today we have with us the amazing Denise Morris. Welcome, Denise. Thank you for having me. Denise, you have done some amazing work. But for those who don't know you, who are you and what's your journey in business been like? It's been, it's it's had its challenges and it's had its rewards uh, within business. But what it is essentially that I do is I am the founder and CEO of Tag Network Midlands which is a very, I would say, multicultural, inclusive networking organisation that really looks to help and support many people on their professional journey, whether you're a young professional, uh, whether you're an established professional, a leader or an entrepreneur. But we actually look to expand the development and really support a better way that we can do business in this region. So that is what I do. Um, But my journey started um, off, like most people, um, just finding out what it is that you actually want to do, finding your exact purpose. Um, and with that, you know, you collect skills, you talk to different people and you, you admire different role models and you have different mentors within your journey. But in essence, you are, I suppose, finding and discovering yourself, your own voice uh, within those periods, especially early years. So that's why uh, TAG was born to help those at the early stages of their career to just start finding their own active voices uh, within the business community. So what inspired you then particularly? Because if it's navigating a journey, finding a voice, tell me about you. Yeah, I mean, I think like most, some when you finish college, go to university, whatever it is you do, you come out and you're expected to know exactly what your, your purpose is. Mm. But at 22, 24... You don't always know. You have an idea of what you want to do. Um, But also, you've got external pressures and things that you actually would like to do, but is it going to... Have you got the skills to do it? Then you obviously lack a lot of confidence because you're not sure whether that is the market for you. So you delve into it lightly um, and try and expand your horizons with the right people that will support you. And if that goes well, you then catapult yourself 
in the understanding and the self-belief of different things that you pick up along the way, different people who help you and nurture you. Uh, and more importantly, those important role models, you understand that you could also be a great role model too. So it's been, in terms of the, the journey and in terms of just understanding the where and the how, I think that's always going to be everyone's purpose because you're always self-developing. So you're always going to learn. So it's never just you found it and that's it. So, so yeah, so you are leading on... Um, tag but mm. anecdotally so prior to tag networks yes. so i remember where you were made redundant i was yeah. how did you pick yourself up after that and how did you deal with failure in general well i, I wouldn't think being made redundant would be a failing of mine no. it would be a, you know but what you I do find and identify is when there are massive challenges happening all at once, um, being made redundant, finding out what the next thing is. I'd already had something else going on, which was another business at the time. So that kept me occupied and that helped me to grow um, while I found what the next thing was. And by which time tag wasn't even a vision at that moment. It was just what is it that I'm going to do to develop myself in the marketplace and stay relevant. Right. Um, and I think the challenges do come when you're looking at a new role or you're looking to expand something in a, in a territory what you weren't expecting to have to do it at that time. You, were, you either sink or swim, so you just go out there and you, you swim and you find things that are going to be resourceful uh, and you take time to reflect on the types of things and goals that you now have to kind of align within your current situation. So, yeah, it was... These things are always made to challenge you. But again, I think going back to your initial question, really, in terms of how that really looks like for a person, is you just sometimes have to push yourself and uh, uncover the things within. So I did a lot of soul searching at that point as well. So tell me more about that. So just looking in terms of if that was the area that I actually needed to be in long term, mm -hmm. what else could I do? Is there something else out there? And then there was always that niggling thought, there was something that I'm supposed to be doing. I just didn't know what it was yet. So can you talk about the mindset that one should have when starting a business and when encountering new problems? Right. So these, I'm going to split that, actually. That's so good. When, <laughs> so when you're embracing new challenges, you've just got to realise that you're not expected to know everything. Nice. And it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to, if there's gaps in your skill set, just to start plugging them do invest in you invest in yourself and i think once you do that you've got more confidence to do other things uh, but also within that the challenges don't feel so insurmountable because you then can break them down into logical spaces so what is it that i can do immediately that's about me you can do that what can i do that's hasn't things outside my control have an influence by well not much so just control the things that you can control. And, you know, things always seem a lot worse than they really are. But you have to go through that journey. It has to be something that you go through in terms of your own personal experience. Uh, and that's things that you're then able to share and impart to other people who have found pain in certain areas. And you can help, help them realise that there is a way out of these things and the scenario. Um, but ultimately, if we also then look in terms of other ways and things, to, you know, tools to equip yourself with. Just having a good, strong support network 
is a key thing anyway. Um, people who believe in you as much as you believe in yourself. Because when you find that there is trouble ahead, you can have those voices who have had those experiences. And I think uh, when we talk lightly in terms of different generations of people, there will be also somebody that has exactly the same experience with than you, but it's ultimately they've had that journey either sooner than you or they're going through it at the same time. So always just remember that it's not something that's happening to you. You can actually affect the outcome positively or negatively, but it's down to you to do, be able to do that. So you're talking about the self-concept yes. and that implementation exactly. and not the external factors. Yes, indeed. But also with external factors, again, breaking it down, there's things that are outside of your control that you could never control. So why, why do the energy to kind of try and change that? Change the things that you have got control of. So your sense of self, your sense of purpose, where you want to do, what, you, what you've got in your toolkit uh, is a fantastic thing for you to aim for and to look at and say, do I need to develop more? There is courses, there is people that you can learn from, shadow. And also there's roles that you can actually move yourself into that incorporates all of your other skills, but just gives it a bit of an elevation. So, you know, I always find that there are things and people's stories that can inspire you to make things feel better as well. You, this is anecdotal. Um, you talked about earlier on in your career that you felt self-conscious. And it sounds great, what you've just talked about, looking at self mm. and breaking it down. So you've obviously gone through a journey. And when someone's just navigating that, so self-conscious, what does that mean? Well, I think being self-aware and being self-conscious is two areas that, you know, if you intertwine the likes of, it can mould itself into different things that manifest in things like uh, imposter syndrome. Talk to me more about that, because we know that for some of our women, for example, our friend Daniela, we know that through her survey that there was over 300 women who talked about imposter syndrome. So what does that mean to you and just how you were just about to unpick that in terms of the self-conscious? Well, imposter syndrome is something that statistically is more prevalent for females. And again, not knowing the exact stats for women of ethnic backgrounds. Um, you're occupying spaces sometimes that are hostile, you can occupy spaces where you're the first and the only and you feel that there's the pressure. And also sometimes you can overthink and overanalyse what your next move is, feeling that other people are thinking about you the same way. They're not really, if you're being honest. Um, everyone's got their own personal struggles to deal with, so no one's actually finitely pinpointing you. But that's something that people can feel. Um, so I don't think imposter syndrome is something that I've faced, but on some occasions you do have uh, a bit of self-doubt that pops in. Um, that was definitely me at my early stages of my career because you don't know what you don't know. That's you right. want to get to a certain level, but you can be ambitious with your thoughts. You can be ambitious with your plans. Um, but ultimately, do you have the skills to match that? So if you find that you don't, this is where you really have to self-analyse and have a look at, if I was to achieve X, Y, and Z, what do I need to be able to get there? 
and what haven't I got that I need to now have to implement to maybe to get to the next stage so I think a lot of things around leadership and messaging especially if messaging with women can also have an effect on people's self-confidence too I'm talking more external so the messages in terms of how women are supposed to be what a leader should look like is this well, there's an archetype but there isn't everybody has the ability to be a great leader um once they unpick and find that essence of them once they've established their true voice that works but more importantly how society looks and views women anyway whether it's in business whether it's in leadership um and that can add additional pressures where there shouldn't have to be any you know you should be able to represent you through your own voice and your own experiences and not be compared per se or even compare yourself to other people who have had different experiences even if they still look like you you know everyone's journey is very different but it's also equally quite valuable so having these types of discussions is fantastic because we just get to underline there is a synergy in terms of people's voices mm-hmm. and society's expectation of those voices or where they're allowed to be heard um, and listened and analysed and criticised. So a lot of these things do play into everyday life and also the mindset and even the thought process of other people when making those decisions or looking at who they really are and challenging themselves. You should always challenge yourself, I'll just say that now. That should be something in your own toolkit. That should definitely be something in your own periphery regardless of what people say or people want you to be or you think people so what would that look like so any of our listeners watching what might that look like how would I challenge myself well if you look at this podcast for instance you know you will probably go back and have a look and say actually in that moment I could have asked this and I could have done that but really it was a very authentic conversation that needed to be how it was you will then probably look back and say actually I want this type of topic and I want to do this type of thing but then you also then look at who's actually had the benefit of it so the readership itself or the listenership will go this was fantastic but you always want to improve you don't always want to do everything the same you would never look back and this is not just you per se this is everyone in in general you want to do a good job but you don't necessarily want to do a fantastic job and say that was fantastic i I can retire now. Indeed. You're always <laughs> you're always looking to you know so go the ahead. Growth yeah, mindset. But that has to be growth that you're challenging yourself about. You're only in competition with yourself. You should only really concentrate on how I did something well and how I can do it better. How can I reach more people? How can I include more people? How can it be something that will be a legacy? And I think one of those things with legacy is going to be around how you lead that process within yourself and how you inspire others to actually get involved and get behind you on that. Um, I do say a lot of times that leadership is very uh, a very diverse thing. There's different styles of leadership, whether you're an inclusive leader, a collaborative leader. Um, there's so many different ways in which you can inspire, command and encourage people. But when you're looking at self-improvement, yeah. you also have to make sure that as a leader... Is your values aligned with what you're doing at this moment in time? Your values may have changed from 10 years ago, but is that reflective in the messages and the way that you are, you know, externally 
promoting yourself? So for the women who may feel self-conscious because they've now in an arena or they're in the arena, mm. as Bene Brown would say, but there's no others like them, what would be the key messages that you would say to those young women who are embarking on their journey? Embrace your uniqueness because, again, to go before and be the first. I've, I've worked in environments and been in environments where I'm either the first or the only, so it's, it's not a great big deal to me. So, But to someone go, else. But to somebody else that may also have, I suppose, the things that go in people's minds are things that they would probably need to challenge why they think it, purely because they've not experienced that yet. So they're probably anticipating something or they've heard somebody else's experience that hasn't been so positive. Go in with an open mind and establish your own way of doing it for yourself because you can't, and I would definitely implore someone not to try and change themselves to fit. If you are you, authentically, unapologetically, you should be in those spaces as you are, as a new form of representation, as the new standard. And there is nothing wrong with that. If anything, that will inspire more people. Not to be just like you, but to say, actually, I'm in a space occupied by somebody who came before, but now I'm also making it my space by being this about me. And that's my message. That's my style. So what you're talking about there is that self-belief yes. that you're just going to go and own that space. Yeah. But when I reflect and navigating my journey, that when I was in a forum where it was male-dominated and I was that only black woman, so I was okay. However, even with the advice and for people to go in openly, that you would still feel a little something, possibly, because it's a male-dominated environment, or actually... You're either going to rock it because you know your subject. Well, you're going to have to rock it because you know your subject. That's the whole reason why you're there, you know. We're not here to do tick boxes. We're not here to, to fill a quota. It's, if you're there, it's because you've been invited, because your voice matters in that subject matter, in that arena, in that space, irrespective of who your contemporaries are sharing that space with you at that moment. If we are going to look and kind of pick different areas, really, because... Again, the whole intersectionality, really, in terms of how women have to manoeuvre themselves and women of colour have to manoeuvre themselves. I think now we're at an age where we have got great role models that are on television and are speaking their truth and are pushing what it's actually like from the other side, um, making sure people are aware that although our experiences are very different, the impacts to other people's lives are different. But more importantly... Let's be in a forum where people are ready to listen and hear. So we're not always there, depending on what forums you're in, um, but making sure that you don't dim your light or soften your voice when you're in those spaces. Because that may be the one time you can actually inspire somebody who never thought somebody like you would change their perspective on something. And if there's an opportunity to do that, take it. But you should do it more for yourself, not for, not for anybody else. And I think if you are confident and you are aware of what you're doing, it's, it's very easy talking on subjects that you know and even easier on talking subjects about yourself. So I always, always advise that if that's what you're going to do in those spaces, 
make it count. Really make it count. Well, you've certainly made it count, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> and especially, so talking about TAG and the young people. Yes. What I really resonated with was how you noted that in certain environments that young people weren't respected <laughs> when they were networking. And, and for me, also running a social enterprise. Mm. In fact, it was accidental that I got into it, but it was the very same thing. I was used to being in environments with chiefs. I was used to being in environments with other levels, but I didn't see young people. Mm. So really for me, there was a part of change for success. We needed to look at that cross-fertilization. Yeah. So in terms of the young people then that you are aligned with now and, and the boards and that amazing work that you're doing, because I know that you're also an editor and chief, <laughs> how have you been able to kind of enable them to position but have that belief when I also know what that environment was like over an era ago, <laughs> a decade ago, excuse me? Yeah. Well, I would definitely say that you have to admire any young person who steps into an arena where they are untrained in terms of networking and things like that. Um, they don't know what to expect. They'll turn up with an open mind and a willingness to just meet everybody. They may come from different working backgrounds where they either have the support of people that they work, uh, work for. In some cases, they want to do that for their own development. That's one of the things that they've noticed and reflected. That's something that they need. So they're not going to ask permission to better themselves. They're going to undo it. And whoever's going to feel the benefit, usually their employer, um, will reap the benefits as well. So we've always seen spaces where we've had young people who always want to challenge and ask questions, which is fantastic. Yes. They want to assert a different standard because things don't have to be the way they always was. And the, how we actually do business is going to be so much different because they're going to be the next leaders. They're going to be the CEOs, the founders, uh, the directors doing things their way. So we look to harness and encourage that and actually aid them with more tools, more skills. Um, people say soft skills, but they are all core skills. Leadership, how you look at their own personal brand, how they market themselves when they're actually in a vicinity of a networking event, yeah. how they uh, gain connections, how they grow as people is the vital thing. And to be fair and to be you know, more to their credit than mine, we seem to meet young people who are at a stage when they are just really hungry to yeah. excel and be the better versions of themselves and understand that they're investing in themselves. So in turn, we invest in them, but they're giving themselves five years. They want to be doing this but they want to collect information, tools, be able to surpass, you know, things that were probably not available to us when we were the same age um, back then. But at the same token, I applaud them. And for that, it's just fantastic to see how this region will grow, how business will be done, probably, probably exponentially differently, but also to some degree, it will always be the same. There will always be the transactional contact. Yeah with a personal edge to it and that's really good better sound business propositions you've got younger entrepreneurs now who are out doing more things 
they've probably already got three businesses by the time that they're 25. They're side hustles. Yes. <laughs> and all of them are going to be businesses that are scalable and have growth potential. You know, these are, you know, young people who were so switched on in terms of self-development that they don't see a vision of working to the age of 65. They want to retire or they want to be able to give back and they want to be able to do things in a different way, which inspires natural change within the ecosystem anyway. Um, but understanding that they are vibrant in terms of their approach, but also mindful that they have, you know, things that are a bit more respectful in terms of their arena. So a more of an emphasis on well-being and making sure that their health is right and their mindset is right. Positive, positive. As a, as a development coach, Denise, mm -hmm. can you give your opinion on what some of the strategies that young people can employ to help themselves grow personally and professionally? Okay, well, if we take a step back and take the development coach part out, okay. how young people should actually just approach life is there are going to be so many things and opportunities that may present themselves, take them take them even if you're coming from a place of i'm not sure i can do all of the things that they say you will learn as you will do it so say yes as long as it's not too far out of the scope you're not you know misrepresenting yourself but always say yes to opportunity because you are young these are the things that you don't always get and as you get older you get less and less opportunities but the ones are very quality uh, opportunities where it does require you to have had the skills it does require you to have the tools equip yourself with all the knowledge um, but you can only have done that previously so I know we touched on subjects before in terms of understanding where people can develop themselves but the more important thing as well I think you could probably relate to as well is you have opportunities now in your life that only when you realize the stars are kind of aligned so it's something that you would never see if, as an opportunity be presented to you, but when you look at it on the face of it, you think, that's a big opportunity. Oh, is that for me? And then you realise, actually, when you were in your 20s, you were doing this, that, and the other, so you've got those skills now. And when you are in your 30s, you were doing this, that, and the other, you've got more skills now. So actually, the things that you've done previously has actually equipped you to say yes to this new big opportunity, which can take you to the next level, because you are ready as long as your self-doubt doesn't sabotage yourself there, but you can do it. So I think people, and young people in particular, the art of saying yes and researching and finding out the knowledge, because there's things available at your fingertips that you disposable in seconds. So if you need to do a course, do some advanced learning, retrain, talk, have conversations in forums where people have experience in those areas that you're about to embark on, People and actually engaging with people is the most important thing, I, I would say, in terms of any development. So if you have a mentor or if you have somebody who is a form of a role model or is a leader in that field, I do always encourage young people to not be afraid to connect with leaders, go to networking events, talk to directly to you know, senior level professionals. But more importantly, follow up, ask them questions. They love to be able to impart and give back, leaders are just very good at, you know, understanding the needs and wants of young people because they were a young person at that point. So the things that they never had, 
they take full advantage now and say, right, I didn't have this, but I'm definitely giving this to you. So whether it be knowledge, whether they said, actually, come in. If you're interested in this type of role, we don't have, we're not recruiting at the moment, but you can come in and shadow and you can meet the team and you can ask my team what it is that they do. So what would a, a young person, young woman, young man, what would that actually look like in terms of connecting with a business leader? Because maybe that wouldn't be in their thought process, yeah. that belief. So maybe for you to unpick that, because maybe we'll have a lot more young. Okay. Yeah. So it would make more sense if I just look at the arc. Thank you. So in this scenario, a young person would join Tag Network Midlands. Mm-hmm. We would find out what their needs and wants are have a look at ways we can work with them over the period of their time where they remember with us. But m- more importantly, we would give them opportunities to be in the right rooms with the right people so they are able then to engage, say hi, introduce themselves, whether it's peer-to-peer networking, so other young professionals, where it's a safer environment, they can practice their skills in terms of how they would build a conversation, how they would ask certain questions, how they actually get to understand and really get to get to the integrity of a person because networking really is a series of really great conversations with interesting people. That's all networking is, by the way. Just demystifying it right there. <laughs> Thank but, you for but that. But the, art, but the art of it is really how you keep your conversations going to build that relationship to the next level. So if you were talking, if I'm talking to a young person and they're part of the tag family or community, we would make sure that there is opportunities for them to learn directly from leaders. So be involved in panel discussions, uh, seek out information where they can actually have one-to-ones or or actually get to meet specific leaders in different sectors. Um, We also do, uh, I say, multi-sector cross principal networking as well so we'll have a young professional entrepreneur as well as a leader in the same spaces so they will naturally gravitate to each other Uh, but more importantly being part of an environment where we do work directly with young people to affect change in their whether it's their circumstance whether it's their background whether it's the trajectory of where they would go had they not had any intervention or support you know or nurturing what would that look like? So really and truly, we do provide, and I am just a very strong advocate to make sure that young people are feeling not only just empowered, but are able to access spaces that would have been closer than before. So that's what I do. That's amazing. And that's really helpful in terms of them being able to navigate yeah. their journeys. And so we're talking to young women is it women that you, it's women, men, everybody, 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 we're inclusive. Because I note that you just want to eradicate poverty. Do I? In terms of what, what I was reading, in terms of one of your, you, where you were looking at, so the mission for your business, I guess, in terms of the employment that that would eradicate poverty in terms of poverty is a thing that's systematic to it's it's beyond us there's class systems that existed we're not going to be able to dismantle all of that for sure my mission statement doesn't really err on the fact that i want to eradicate poverty although that would be a lovely wish list but what we look to do is we look to change 
people's situations. So getting them into more employable er you know, areas of learning development. We've run, I suppose, we've run many initiatives that have helped and aided employability for young people and those as well who have maybe been long-term unemployed, uh, as well as those who've probably had not much in terms of nurturing from an early career stage and probably have been a little bit demystified in terms of what that looks like. So disenfranchised, shall we say. Yes. So with that in mind, we look to make sure that people's opportunities open up. And it's not just opportunities that we provide for them, it's ones that they also can seek for themselves so they have dignity. So the more important thing we do is make sure that within the wider network, we're ensuring that with the people and the conversations that are happening, people are actually seeing results in terms of if they're applying for roles, if they are doing this. We look at self-development, we look at professional development. Uh, all of these areas will naturally put people in a better scenario than they were before. So if we underpin then, so when I say poverty, because what you talked about, self-development. Yeah. So if someone does not have belief in themselves, Denise, then by default that they're not going to be able to push forward. They won't be able to push forward in the way that they would need to push forward or even in the way they'd like to push forward. Now, we can not escape the fact that they are people that come from different affluent backgrounds that do look like us. Mm -hmm. So then we're looking at, in terms of how that really works and what people assume poverty or class systems or, or whatever it is, that is a wider conversation that will, the dismantlement of that will never be within a conversation and definitely not within <laughs> me starting tag. You know, the, the main agenda is self-development, which will naturally lead to higher self-belief, higher confidence, healthy higher confidence. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Self-esteem, dignity and ways in which individuals see their own value and their own worth and then pursue opportunities to match that. And that, but that in itself, though, Denise, when somebody is able to stand in a room and perceive themselves as I am good enough. Oh, I am equal as well. I am equal. That therefore demystifies a perspective, uh, a perspective that. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to push forward. Or if you do not feel that you can sit around the table or that your voice will be heard. So it's all about growth and development. All definitely about growth and development. But also, you will find, and there's probably some stats to support that, that even individuals that don't have self-beliefs will still move in a direction, just not the direction that they're supposed to be heading in. Absolutely, because so. I think that um, in terms of self-belief, or we talked earlier about imposter syndrome. So we'll link it back to our earlier part of the discussion. So we were talking about that we noted women um, and the imposter syndrome. So the fundamental that underpins that, it's belief, it's a concept. There's only two states. So dependent on how we feel mm. is it has a physiological effect. So, for example, if I suddenly thought, oh, I'm a bit panicked, you know, today I hadn't prepared or I hadn't put myself in that position to even know about anecdotal pieces about you, mm. I wouldn't have put myself in, an, in a state yeah. 
yeah so where I'm going with this is that how we perceive ourselves that we don't actually have to have an external validation that is correct that is listen you've just surmised the whole thing right there I, I have think, to I, I love think that. <laughs> I think the point being is even if you have a little self-doubt there are you know we we all have self-talk you know the little voice that you have in your head when you have either a big idea or when you do basic stuff or when you do some large things usually when you're crossing into a territory that's unknown to you but you want to see the expanse of if you can do it and your self-talk will naturally pop up and it will do one of two things it will either tell you to just go for it or it will tell you you're not good enough why are you looking at that now if we've been honest if we were to get a quick spot poll of anybody within the 10 you know mile radius of this building and ask them if you were to analyze which part of feedback do you listen to the most the positive or the development, people always say they actually listen to the development more, which is, can be the more negative side, the things you need to work on, the things that you're not ready for, but you need to work on and, you know, proceed to do more work at. But is that's, the development negative or well, is no, it it's, constructive? That, that's what I'm saying. With self-talk, your constructive um, default can then switch to your mind saying, well, told you wasn't good enough for that. They've just told you that. And that's where... Some people have the barriers that they stop themselves. I'm going to have to from dig. Doing fun. I'm going to have to dig deep. That's fine. I was going to expand anyway. Yeah. yeah. The reason why is because, in terms of the self-talk, that the mind—it's only us that has our thoughts. Yeah. So what that's we, the only what thing we, we hear is own narrative. So if you're having a bad day, you may have more of a, seg- uh, a negative self-talk going on. If you're having a positive day, it's more the good stuff. But there are some people who, regardless if the day is going well or not, they will either have a very strong, positive self-talk. These are the people that, you, you know, you feel that internally, externally you feel they're indestructible because they can get knocked down and they're back up again in seconds again, dust themselves up and go, what's next? And they're ready to... They're Resilience. Happy. Yeah, and they're happy and they're ready to go for it again or try some another challenge. And that is the ability to actually positively say... That was, we've just learned something there. That was, nice. that was quite valuable. We won't repeat it, but we're ready for something else. But we now know that what didn't work is what's now built into our catalogue of things that we may need to develop further or the things that we'll never try again, but we tried it once. Yeah. It didn't work, but we didn't die from it. And then you've got the other people who their self-talk, regardless of, again, regardless of what they've happened in their day, comes from a very darker place. So even if they said somebody gives them a compliment, someone's self-talk, the internal voice in the head can say, they're just taking the mickey out of you, they don't think that at all. So it's understanding that if you are having negative self-talk, it is, a, whether or not it's something that's an experience that you had a long time ago, or a succession of current experiences that has turned your positive self-talk into mm-hmm. a very loud negative one, Try and evaluate why that is happening. Try and have a look at ways in which you can be kinder to yourself. All right, so that's about the self. Yeah. And not being too not hard, too hard on, on yourself. yourself. There are people who are always very self-critical. Uh, whatever they do and achieve, it's not good enough for them. Or they're happy but not happy for long. Sometimes you just have to sit back 
we don't always have time to do it but for those times that you do sit back and just have a look and reflect on the good things you've done and things that you actually should be proud of whether you're a leader whether you're a young person starting out you always need to have a measurement of your achievement in terms of how you validate yourself not how other people have but how do you do it what does that look like for you Denise there is things that I'm yeah there is things that I'm proud of there are people that I'm proud of Uh, I think more importantly when you surround yourself with um you know things in life that aren't just work related you know things that you take small pleasures in to then make you think actually did I just do that did that you know we've got Tag is going to be celebrating its eighth birth, eighth year. This is, you know, over lockdown where, you know, there was a quick succession within 72 hours of um, lockdown officially being announced and yeah. everyone shut their doors business-wise in terms of the business community. Um, was online straight away, events after events after events. It was a public service by then because it was just about making sure people can engage with each other still locked in their homes or in some cases some people living alone when I able to go out anywhere um there was a point where you could have like an hour walk outside or something like that but I'm talking about the height of when it first began yeah uh when it was a crazy time it was uncertain you know you didn't even understand what it really was yet but the weight of it was starting to dawn on everybody um the impact that you saw happen to different sectors. You can see around you, people's businesses were folding. People wanted help. Smaller organisations that were looking for funding weren't getting it because it wasn't, they didn't fall into certain criteria or different ones had different criteria and they didn't match any one of them. Um, Larger businesses are saying, actually, we need, you know, the furlough, how we're trying to, as leaders, how we're trying to make sure we're we're fostering a, a newer, different work community and culture with people being online. So there was a lot of things happening. There was a lot of noise and there was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And with that, there were some people that you can just, you know, I had to make sure from my own perspective and from a tag perspective, is we were the, cons- you know, the constant, consistent voice that was saying, we're still here. Excellent. Come learn with us, whether it's listening to, uh, you know, we did various different things, things that we hadn't done before as well. Uh, you know, like we had industry leaders come on in the evening and people ask them questions while they're cooking a dish Excellent. you know we did <laughs> you know we did masterclass sessions just to get people you know doing other things because the days were long especially when you're just watching doom and gloom on tv um and for those who were furloughed it was just a very weird scenario um and for those who were working from home but then their work productivity shot up because Actually, they weren't worried about travelling to work anymore or you know, going out for lunch. Everybody was able to get up at a certain time and then do you know, about their day. So it, was a, it felt busier for us and that was purposeful because whether you wanted to talk about, I don't know, we had many sessions, learn about the importance of personal brand with my friend uh, and one of our young professional board members I mean our Ned board members True Powell yeah. um, whether you wanted to you know, s- you know be s- do self-development whether you wanted to hear how to grow your business while you know in an uncertain time whether how to do marketing and PR for your business um, there was different things that we had on the roster of events fitness 
Um, so people can have a clear mind. Uh, and there was always something, an activity or something that can be done in the evening whereby everyone was together and socialising. And I think that was the main thing. The social aspect of a situation that was quite dire at that stage because there were people that were dying. So I am so proud in, in many ways of how the Birmingham business community and the Midlands business community actually pulled together and made sure that no one was left behind. So whether it's reaching out to somebody, whether it's actually saying, actually, we've, I'm going to dedicate my time, whatever you need, Denise, and I will do a, a conversation or a chat or we'll discuss something and we'll, you know, a call to action and get people galvanised and whatever it is around a different subject topic. It could have been anything and it was anything. But what we then later on found out that it did, you know, we had people comment on LinkedIn saying that actually they were quite down uh, during a period of time, but, you know, just logging on and finding a tag event to go online, you know, and being part of and, you know, having fun, you know, talking to different people that they probably would never encounter in everyday working life because they are different sectors or they are from different parts of the Midlands or, you know, the paths would never cross, but it did. And that's what it allowed us all to do. So, and I didn't even have time to, you know, look at, What's the situation going to look like for me? You know, when everything goes back to normal, what's the, that's going to look like? I was just about to ask you, and you've just answered, even in terms of you now, because what you do, you seem quite busy. So how do you take care of your well-being and structure your time with Tag Network? You're an amazing influencer, busy just for those hearing or seeing you. Mm. How do you take care of your well-being? I would say sometimes I'm not as good as I should be. And that's, yeah, so that's just for there. That's a good, you know, a, a disclosure there. But all I would say is I've just found that there is, I know why now, I, there's things that energise me. I know why they do that for me now as there wouldn't be of interest to me probably about five, ten years ago. But I just love learning. I'm literally... I love it. So do I. <laughs> if I can get, a, if I can listen to a pad podcast, if I can go on a, you know, YouTube and watch a series of business interviews, if I can just be inspired by other people in terms of their journey, and you know, as well as doing other things, you know, you know I like going for walks. I, I just, there's many other things I like doing. When I say I like going for walks, it's usually walks. With friends for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're talking about there, Denise, is that you have a balance. Yeah, you have and to I think build. That that's quite a important. Life. Yeah, you've you've got a working life, and and it can be all consuming, especially if the business is your baby. But also, you've got to be realistic to a degree that the business that you're growing and the way and why you're growing it is it going to be something that you're going to hang on to like this for dear life for twenty odd years? Probably not. But at the early stages, you want it to be the vision of what you, you know, you have in your mind, the concept, the everything. But then the business in itself will naturally have to grow by itself and do its own thing, you know, and have people swarm around it, embrace it, be part of it, support it, the likes of. So with that comes the fact that, you know, what, do you, what else do you do now? So is there other interests? And I like to explore different things. Again, I love learning. But then there's other things that, you know, I'm not really a, 
let's go and watch Netflix for two days straight on the weekend. <laughs> Maybe binging, you know, a series or two, but that's about it if, if I'm in that kind of mood. But just generally, just I, I just have fantastic people around me as well, which I just love having those conversations with them and catching up and having a giggle and having a laugh um, and realign, but also just yeah. have those times. What you just said there, realign. Yeah. Tell me more about realigning. And I think that that's something really important for our listeners and what that what that means to you for me to realign is just to have a look at what things were like whether it was last week that quarter just reflect the things I've learned the things I did very well and also the things that I didn't do so well but I will do better or the things that we look or more importantly we perceive we didn't do very well or not as well as we should have but externally it was a success I'm always, when I'm reflecting, I always have to look at the whys, the purpose, the what, how the impact was. Um, also unpacking, and this is how I'm able then to realign everything. And then looking at, actually, was it something that was really for me, or was that a, something I was giving, whether it's the, the community, whether it's a, a certain band of people, whether it's just the world in general. If that's something that I was giving away, it's out there, yeah. and positive positivity and, and great vibes. But if there's things that are for me, and me personally, did I fulfil that? Was that, did it hit the mark? Was it what I envisaged? If it was, great, but how can it be improved? Once I've done all that, that, and to be fair, that's an internal thing, so I don't necessarily have the negative self-talk, I just have the reflective, this is what we did, this is the impact. This is, so that's an amazing tip to be sharing, though with someone because that's also talking about self-awareness yeah so once you've done all that and you've assessed it all whether it's good bad or indifferent you then pack it away and it's that was last week and it's out your it's head God, yeah fresh I thought about it present and then in the moment there you go it's gone people may write things down like that and decide that they can throw it in the bin it's done you know just of a more holistic way of uh, you know letting it go but then you just look at right so the plan moving forward is but you give yourself a couple of days or a couple of hours, depending on what you're doing, um, just to make sure that is boxed off and you're satisfied with the outcomes or you've assessed the outcomes and it's done. And then you move on to the next. So when you realign some of that, you, you also look at, did I hit my values? Did I make myself proud? You know, it, there's many different levels. Um, did I do that to my best ability? And if I didn't, how can we change that? Is there avenues to change that? And then, right, this is what, if I was going to do it again, I would do it this way. That's a great um, insight and offer, really, because we've all got different learning styles. And I can imagine different um, people listening to our show that, for me, what I'd be doing with that is I'd be drafting that and I'd be <laughs> writing it down. And well, kind know, of, people can you do know, that at the end people. of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. So but it's a really it good, yeah. yeah, but then it's not staying Stuck with, with you. you or you're not, it's not on your mind, keeping you awake at night. The only things that should keep you awake at night are fantastic ideas that you haven't done yet and you should be doing because it's your, it's your mind telling you and your mind and body saying, this is what you really need to be doing. This is the avenue you need to be going. It will tick the box in terms of who you are, what you what you're looking to achieve. So the only times I would definitely recommend that should happen if it's like a fantastic idea. So wake up, 
get it started <laughs> so have that notepad by your bed have that it pen by your bed these days with technology you can just put it on a you know a voice note but you can do anything it's, as long as it's there it's out then it's ready for the next thing contextualize it as well so you don't just randomly say a word and then have to remember what you think. <laughs> <laughs> you got that thank you so much um so you know last really point that I really want to um, kind of just explore, um, and it's about the the standard of education. So, how important do you think um, having a standard of education when starting your own business is? And what would you say to those who want to start their own business? Well, when you're talking about a standard of education, are you looking at a basic standard are you yeah, looking at a you know for some outstanding people, standard well i guess you can do both because mm-hmm. i guess sometimes so our young people now and i've done some research on this especially through lockdown that a number of them they call it their side hustle yes so there's a standard of business so mm-hmm. for me to contextualize then but also when people are navigating their pathway you're just starting so but education is also a very fluid way as well because there's some people who are not academic but they are smart individuals. I mean, so smart. They it was just the classroom environment wasn't how they learn. Yeah. They're not interested in being told that this is what you need to know and we're just gonna do lots of sit in front of the class and I'll get you to read something or I'll get you to present something on the you know, uh in the front of the class to present that's not necessarily everyone's style of learning, but if you put them in an environment where they, you know, are going to thrive, it's usually created by the individual themselves. Let's face it. How many times have you talked to a leader or influencer where their main thing was there wasn't a path for me where I was, there wasn't a space for me, so I had to create my own. Well, that's very true for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so with that and education. Even if you weren't academic at school, doesn't mean that you're not smart. The intelligent people then later on, and this is across the board, and this is what I've also found, people who did well at school, by the time they get to a certain age, they've levelled up to a degree anywhere because things that was important to them to learn, they've learnt it, so they're experts at what they wanted to know about. So they could be in a room with PhDs and talk about the thing that we're interested about, they're just not interested in other stuff that they were taught. Yes. You know, they weren't it didn't inspire them. It didn't make them want to go out and have, you know, the thirst to go and find out more things and unpick it and take things apart and, you know, have a look at how it actually works in homes, you know, in terms of how they're able to grow something because they all they've done is gone to YouTube, you know, even, you know, access learning and online learning courses. You can do those to plug in any of your gaps as well in terms of your knowledge base. But if you are passionate about something, there's nothing, nobody can tell you no. Nice. So when we're looking at education, it's not always, you may leave with no GCSEs or, or no qualifications from school. It doesn't mean that your life is now written and determined that you will not prosper and you will not succeed. You want young people to, to strive to be able to put themselves in a situation where the path and the journey is easier yeah. because they have got the qualifications. So we're not saying that no one needs to study hard. But what I'm saying is you can still, if you were the few that school wasn't for you, academia in that way wasn't for you, 
but you understand certain things in business and that's your passion and you surround yourself with entrepreneurs and you surround yourself with tools and things it doesn't mean that you won't succeed to be a millionaire absolutely that's a real nice point Denise it's been amazing talking to you and I believe that every viewer listening to this will get some very clear insight and especially with the the space so for young people as well with tag it's an absolutely fantastic well-needed space thank you any closing thoughts for our viewers I would definitely say in terms of all we've discussed, we talked about self-belief, we talked about or touched very briefly on leadership. You can be and create the better version of you at any point in your life. There's There's no real missed opportunity. You just didn't say yes enough to start embracing some of the things that scare you the most. Those are probably going to be the best opportunities of your life. And also, if you decide to, you know, go on to a different path, come find me. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a nice way. So where can people find you? Can you share? Yes. So if I'm not at a Tag Network Midlands event, uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on uh, Instagram or on Twitter. I've got my LinkedIn. It's Denise Morris. So you'll find me under this. That's probably the best place to find me because I'm always kind of in there at the moment. But I'm always interested in people sharing their journeys as well because we, I suppose one of the great essence of TAG and what we're all about is everybody's experience, whether different, is equal. So at the same token, we'd love always to you know, showcase talent, whether it's young professionals, entrepreneurs or leaders, talking about how they got to where they you know, they are now, what made them become the person who they are that we see right now, what challenges, similar to what you're doing here, has really kind of marked out milestones for people because it's through the challenges that people have found their strength. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So if anyone wants to find me, definitely uh, sign up to come to some tag events, but I look forward to seeing anyone who, uh, you know, wants to develop themselves and to be part of a great, you know networking community in the midlands well denise it was absolutely wonderful just sharing this space with you thank you and it's a pleasure to be asked thank you (laughs) that's it for this episode and thank you so much for listening i hope you found this episode inspiring so please do follow download and review this podcast which helps us to expand our reach I would love you to help us to reach more listeners by taking a screenshot and tagging us on your socials. And you can find links to all my social media in the show notes. Until next time, when I'll be joined by another incredible guest, take care until we connect again. And most importantly, take action.